Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Black Test Friends with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, like Mo, New Year, same furnace, obviously. Why is yeah. the first episode? Yeah, it is. This is the first, first episode. episode of the year. Happy New Year. Hey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Hey, come on. And today, we hey. have a special one, you know. Three very special guests. Hey. Yeah. They all have hey. one thing in common. I was going to say something, but I thought let me not say it. Ooh, I was like, did he pray or not? <laughs> we have our wives here with us today. Wives of the furnace. We in mm. the house. Come on. Come on. So it's Come a very on. special episode today. Yeah. It is. Should we introduce yeah. our voices? Yeah, go for it. Mm. Do you know what? I, I, I was actually thinking it may be interesting, yeah, based on our personalities, if the listeners could guess which, like, voice. <laughs> that's, nah, 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 nah. That's taking, nah, let's not. It's, it's, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Yeah, nah, That'll be a puzzle. Introduce yourselves. Nah, that was taking. <laughs> I was like, nah, based on the voices, I think this one's, this one's, but I, yeah, nah, let's not do that. Yeah, you man can introduce yourselves. <laughs> I was saying that and I heard myself out loud and I was just like, yo, nah, let's not do that. I'll I'll start, I'll start. I am joined by my lovely wife. I don't want to say too much. He's blushing. Soft, bro. I'll join by, you've heard her on the the podcast before, Um, Anita. Hi, everyone. Hi, hey, hey. I'll go, I'll go. go. We should have done it like, Chronologically, those who got like the, as you got married, pagan. Let, let's, oh, let's, yeah. say, let's say we did it as you've been together because I think we've been together the longest. We have been together. Yeah, man, try to put the trump card down like that. Yeah, just <laughs> let them have it. What is wrong with me? I tried to make sense of it. Gosh. Um, oh. so yeah, I'm I'm joined by my spectacular wife. Uh, this this is this, this is just gonna be one of them ones where everyone's trying to find an like adjective, you know, like that. But yeah, this um, a phenomenal woman, the one and only poetic gems, Jamelia. Come on, yeah. hey, come on. come on, back in the fire, hey, in the fire, <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and them things there, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> your time, Robert. Your time. Now, mm-hmm. no offense. Mm-hmm. But saving the best till last. Okay. <laughs> Bro, I know where you live, you know. <laughs> no, he needs to do the most. Come on, do your introduction. Introduce your Introduce wife. Introduce it. Mm. He needs to do the the woman most. that took me off the shelf. Yay. That put me on the shelf. Uh-uh. That made me hang up my jersey. Wow. Mm. The woman who broke the hearts yes. of a thousand other women through Babe. her actions of becoming my wife. Wow. Bro, you know, wow. wait, 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 no, what? no, let him finish, yeah. yes. let him finish, <laughs> carry on, I've got the fan club, you know, 
bro, you yeah, sound can like. Can you focus one. on your <laughs> wife and not your fan club? What is going you on? You sound like one. I shower right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was gonna say that sounds like a hole. That was bro, you sound loose. Yeah, Introducing the newest emissary in town. Yeah. My wife, Andrew. I'm one. Hi guys. If you're hey. in a live stream and I just have the applause going each time, but it's mm-hmm. cool. That's to come. That's to come. Cool. Yeah. So that's the wives. I think it was Peter that suggested, uh, suggested this. Mm. Yeah, it was. So Peter, was. So Peter do you want to give us a little breakdown of why you wanted us to have this kind of episode as our first one of the year? I mean, it was a symmetry. It was the fact that before the last episode was with Drea, Bride of the Blacksmith, because um, you guys were, you know, uh, tying the knot. Um, and I just thought it would be a nice, it would be nice symmetry if we start the year with the wives, you know. And in a in a in a large way, I think they contribute to the podcast because in time we're here recording sometimes for hours on end, you know, they're taking care of stuff and allowing us the time and the space to do so so it's only fair that we honor them i think um whilst we once we start this year so that that was uh that was the main impetus behind it i think it's really cute yeah nice one peter all right well let's start with the hot seat then hey he's in the hot seat is it peter peter's in the hot seat this week but yeah it's so (laughs) robert you're so relaxed but it's still loud like i'm like like so relaxed. Oh, yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah. Chilling. <laughs> oh, now you're chilling. chilling. Yeah, now you're chilling. It's front. <sighs> All right, cool. I'm in the hot seat. Embarrass me. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he said R- Robert did say he's got, a, he's got a question for PSD. Yeah. Yeah. Peter. <laughs> Let's say you were the owner of a Christian podcast. Okay. Right? Let's just hypothetically. What? Okay. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no one knows where this is going. What sex positive brands do you think would make for good sponsors for such a Christian podcast? There are a few, actually. Um, oh, okay. Our Talk sexual healing. So our sexual healing. I don't know if I'd call them a brown. They, they are a brand because they've got products and stuff. Um, our sexual healing. I think it's Stephen De Levite and his wife. I think they 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 started that brand and they they talk about and and the whole thing is sort of uh, removing the um, stigma from talking about sex, especially in Christian couples. So Ooh. they would be. I'd be happy for them to be a sponsor. I'd be happy for them to feature. Hey, my wife them. is googling this already. Yeah, yeah. Our, our sexual healing. Get my phone out as well. On on Spotify, they do they, they do random things like um, uh, R and B playlists for you know the bedroom, um, weekly challenges. Hey, come on, come on. They would they would definitely be a good a, a good a good fit. Um, I yeah, I mean that's one example. I don't that's know how many you want. But that's, hey, give me free. That's the best one I can think of. Um, Any bad ones? Uh, he, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe some contraception band. What? <laughs> <laughs> to help with that family planning, you know. Hey, <laughs> no, no, Anne Summers, no, no Victoria's Secrets. 
No, because I don't think I don't think they I don't think they represent what I believe Christians want or what Christians believe sex is, is about. I don't think that's their definition of it. Fun. So sex shouldn't be sexy? Well, no, that's not what what do you think Christians think sex is? I don't think that they don't think it's sexy. I think they don't think it's to be used to sell. And I don't think they think it's or well, I don't think the Bible presents sex as something that you should be having casually with anyone and anything that moves. And yet these brands, I think that's how they they present it. And so they make it such that, you know, anyone and everyone should be wanting to just have sex randomly and all the time with everything. So I don't think that that those two definitions of sex align. That's what I think anyway, that the Christians should think sex is, but you know. So you wanna buy anything from Ann Summers? <laughs> I haven't recently, no. Recently, okay. I won't, I won't, I won't probe that. I won't probe that. Recently, that's what I said. I'm not gonna probe it. I, mean, I, 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 haven't up. Up. To, I haven't even gone to an Ansama shop before. There's one in Croydon. Yeah, there is. There's, I used to walk past it every single day. Mm. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, brother. yeah. There they is. probably yeah. got some sale stuff going on this day. Just to the hookups for everybody. The married listeners, sorry. Facts. But, yeah, I, I think I think sex positive as well. Probably, um, oh, I forget the. There's this um, there's this app that sort of provides accountability, um, uh, in terms of like porn and uh, stuff like that. I there's can't remember them. Still. Is it Covenant Eyes? Yeah, oh, yeah, Covenant Eyes. I think there's like yeah. K Nine as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, stuff like that. I would welcome. Is it covenant um, eyes that like um, you give the password to somebody else and then they get to log into the system and check? Yeah, see, so I think covenant eyes, they they'll get uh, someone else will get a notification of your sort of activity. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, stuff like that, I, I think is, is more than welcome. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I think I heard someone talking about he had given the password to his missus. So, yeah, like it was just, yeah. you don't want her getting that pop up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Let's, keep, let's keep yourself accountable. Wow. So those, uh, yeah, the, those are sex positive things. I'd add more than welcome on the podcast. On that, so you would So it sounds like you would um, be very intentional about. So the two that you've mentioned, like very happily mentioned, um, seem Christian oriented. So it seems like you you would intentionally look for something that. Oh yeah, aligned not just morally but um, faith-wise as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Especially in terms of sex, because it is something that there is such a accepted and promoted idea out there, where that idea does not align with Christian values. And you know, I try. I'm trying to live my life by Christian values, so I think my podcast should reflect that. Hypothetically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> yeah. Is that is, is that good enough, Robert? Answer. Yeah, it is, it I'm, is I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's good. Um, is that a bad yeah. thing, though, James? Is it a bad thing? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I didn't say it's bad on or otherwise. I just no, it didn't. I expect from from you, Peter, as the yes. responsible Christian in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. That's <laughs> smash bros. Um so yeah, my mine is gonna be a bit techy. Um and I'm not I'm not asking this question because 
I condone it. I just, I'm just because my wife is beside me. I'm not, I'm not asking this because I condone it. I'm not asking. I'm just, just sorry, not sorry, you know. So, stressful. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stressful. Wow. Disclaimers. Hey, you, you know, know the ones that. I've never, I've never given a disclaimer before. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but how would you, how would you, um, how would you approach the whole situation of concubines as a Christian husband? How would you like someone's just like, oh yeah, man's got, man's got a concubine in it. Like, I got missus and I got a concubine. <laughs> like, how would you approach Ooh, that whole situation? Old Testament living. Man's got a concubine now. Yes. <laughs> how would I approach it in the sense of? Would I say it's right or wrong, or, or what? What? How do you mean? Wait. So, um, how are you define the concubine, Moses? <laughs> a, essentially, a side chick. Yeah, like an like a like like a side chick. I must have taken. No, no, no. I'm not but side, chick, things, but... side chicks have a relationship status. Concubines mm. are just for sex. No, oh. but they also got to live in the. Yeah, they got to live in the compound. They got to eat the food. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, cool. So, so, so a full on so, side chick. But she, she is. We're not calling the side chick here. It's concubine. Concubine. Uh, she knows. <laughs> she knows what is concubine. So, so yeah. let me say how I approach concubine. it. Is, is this person asking if I think it's right or justified or? So he's just he's just mentioned that he's got a concubine. Mm, this pastor. <laughs> I'm not going to his church. That's for one. Because having a concubine disqualifies you, according to, is it James or? Yeah, I think about the things where they were looking for church leadership. They're looking for deacons and elders, and one of the um, prerequisites <laughs> is that you are a wife of, you are a husband, husband of husband. one wife. Yeah, but a concubine ain't a wife. Yeah, but whether or not uh, it's sort of allowed can now. I give, because... Can I give the um, the explanation for the pastor? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, so this, <clears throat> this is his standpoint, right? Mm. So his wife um, is completely off sex. She doesn't want to have any. <laughs> um, and he's in his 30s, you know, he's he's got a long way to go in his life, <laughs> God willing. And um, so they've come to an agreement <laughs> that he can pick one chip to satisfy his um, lower needs uh, <laughs> as long as he remains the <laughs> husband of her. Mm. Um, so in his head, you know, it's, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't go to his church. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be taking, you know, lessons under him. However, if that's what you've decided to do, I believe it's your God-given right to disobey God. It's by virtue of free will, you can do whatever you want. And so I'm not going to then say, stop it. If you guys have agreed, fine. I'm not going to agree that it's right. And at the end of the day, it'll be you and God that have to decide on it. But I think my reasons for thinking that it's not right, biblically at least, is one, it disqualifies you as a leader according to the sort of um, prerequisites that were given biblically. Two, in the sort of Old Testament or in the, um, where we see it more often in the Bible, 
um, it was a completely different time. And this was a time where, um, again, you have people like um, Sarah and uh, Jacob's wives, Leah, Rachel, doing this, giving their um, concubines. But it was almost specifically for childbirth. It was because I can't give you another child or I'm pregnant or whatever, going to my concub- my, my servant and then she'll bear a child on my name. Culturally, that was accepted. But again, even if you look at the whole story, all of those, the kids of those relationships end up being somewhat of a problem. And the children of promise always come through the wife. It comes through mm. Rachel's line or it comes through um, Sarah. Um, it, the, the other kids end up being somewhat of, 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 of a problem. And that to me says, by virtue of the fact that the Holy Spirit allowed for the um, Bible to be written the way it does, it suggests to me that the Holy Spirit is saying this wasn't the way God wanted it. It was the way humans were doing it and God, you know, worked around that, but this wasn't the original design. If you go back to the original design, it was one man out of whom one woman came and the two were one. And so all of these things mean that I won't agree that it's right. However, I will agree that you are completely within your rights to do whatever you think is okay. It's just that you have to answer to God afterwards. And I don't think it will be a you know pleasant experience when you have to do that. Answer question. Well, hold on. Just is is that okay, or is it is this like a follow up question to? Yeah, follow up, follow up. Follow up oh, question. sorry. Go on, go on, cool. Um, but couldn't the argument be made that one Christian to another, you have an obligation to tell him that what he's doing is wrong? I won't say it's right. And no, 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 that's not what I said. <laughs> no, they have obligations to tell him that what he's doing is wrong. I guess if he asks my opinion on it. And, and I say that because I say I say that Jay because no 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 Jay's not convinced. Jay's looking at me side eyes. I, I say that I say that because otherwise, what am I just gonna go around saying to everyone that's you're doing this wrong, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong? And that's why my answer is. I'm trying to be as biblical as possible because it's the concepts that I can attack. I can attack the idea that this is okay. And I don't think it is. And that's why I gave my, my reasons and my answers why the person I can't attack because I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know what your heart is. I don't know anything. And I think the accuser of the brethren <laughs> isn't a Christian. <laughs> so I'm not going to go around accusing now if he's asking my opinion if you're asking my opinion I'll give you my honest opinion and I don't think from my opinion you can come to any other conclusion that I think it's wrong but I don't think I need to just always you know be tweeting at him like leave your concubine or something I, I don't need to do that and I don't believe that's the way to go <laughs> yeah cool I'm happy with that was you happy with that yeah 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 I am um I think um, in in general, I am. The, um, Abraham had concubines beyond Hagar. Yeah, yeah, car something, and yeah, yeah. A few he others, he yeah. had a bag of other kids afterwards. Yeah. He sent them yeah. all away. Did his thing. Yeah, um, but again, I mean, even even Abraham is unique because even with um, both God and then afterwards, when oh, I can't remember who refers to it. Oh, in Galatians, Paul refers to it. They always refer to the offspring. They always refer to yeah. their son. Yeah. It's always yeah. Isaac. And all the yeah. rest are almost not counted, you know. And again, I think that emphasizes the point. But yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. And I guess even um 
in addition to your point around um, talking about people's wrongdoing, even Jesus didn't particularly go around and just point fingers at everyone unless they, mm-hmm. they had engaged in conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And then he pointed it out. Yeah. And so it's it's that engagement. Um, there's there's a guy, um, John, I think it's John Calvin. Um, he had written in one of his, it might not be John Calvin, but he had written in one of his books that he, not him, him knowing how frail like morally he is Mm. he doesn't he doesn't attack people's um actions always what he always tries to do is to address why they think they can do that Mm. and so Mm. he always goes to like their relationship with god and how they understand the bible Mm. and addresses that um as opposed to their 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 external actions because there's almost always something underneath that that then puts them in a position of thinking that they can do that so yeah that that would be my position as well so yes they'll be like right oh, you shouldn't necessarily do that but the deeper problem is why do you think you can do that yeah, that's good or what's yeah. what's putting you in this space that you think this is permissible mm-hmm. especially if you're a pastor then it's like yo <laughs> I just added that caveat nah, that, that would be that would be dope because like then it has implications on every married couple within the church yeah <laughs> Yeah. Why do I feel like Robert will be signing up for this church? Oh, God, no. yeah, I hope Jeremy not, boy. Jeremy dragging him out. That's going to send me to prison. It has implications. No, no. And picture that, like, if if there are little girls growing up in this church thinking that this is normal, like, I can marry a guy and he can have a concubine. Hmm. But I'm sure Pastor won't be telling everybody about his business like that. Hey, but the way mm. these churches talk here. Yeah. No, I agree with Mo. Like, <laughs> no, the, no churches do. But I, I think like I don't feel like he's gonna be going up on the pulpit and going. So me and my concubine on hey. yesterday <laughs> had a good time. <laughs> like, but, but I, I, I think that's that's part of the problem with Christianity though is that it's not just the message. Your life has to show, it. and so yeah. mm. unless they're keeping this super secret, their life will have to, you know attest to something wow that's good oh yeah well <laughs> if you're going to get a concubine you want a good girl so where are you going to get it from <laughs> from the church <laughs> <laughs> the congregation <laughs> well, well, yeah. I wonder if the ladies have any questions and you can throw it out to anyone it doesn't mm. have to be up here um I don't have a question. I just want to say, like, when I was giving a side eye to Peter, um, Mo, when you mentioned John Calvin and Peter was agreeing, I thought, okay, yeah, that settles it. Because the um, <clears throat> the not saying anything, I think it's quite dangerous. Mm. Um, but then the pointing finger is also dangerous. So yeah. I think the balance. So I like what you mentioned about engagement when you said that... Um, Thanks. I like what you mentioned about engagement and then questioning, oh, why do you think you can do that not to judge, but is, mm. did you see that in scripture? Did a revelation come from the Lord about that? And then you're sowing seed and pointing them back mm. to Jesus. So yeah. I really appreciated the clarification of that. Okay. All right. Let's get into the topic for today. So, so I, I got a question. Yeah, I got a question. I'm going to throw this one to Drea. Um, 
<laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, but um, as a new wife, is there, is there, um, and actually both of you lot can hold this actually, mm. is there a scripture that is currently like working in your hearts when it comes to marriage? It, there could not be, but if is there a scripture that is currently hitting your heart with mm. regards to marriage? And then Peter and Anita, is there a scripture that you have to hold on to now <laughs> after so many? <laughs> 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 like, what's the difference in the oh scripture? Gosh. It's from is... the beginning. I think you're holding on to more scriptures. I was looking at scriptures yesterday. Where, 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 where were we? Yeah, right. I think at the beginning oh. of the year, you know, when we did the Amos one, like how can two walk together unless they agree? Mm. Um, That was... A big one. Uh, I was talking about the cross of wife. <laughs> You're so petty. Okay. Like so, and my and the thing is, I said, give me chapter and verse. Okay. And then other times, do you go on Google for this spot to prove your point? He went on Google and he listed all the scriptures. You know, a cross and wife is like a what a leaky roof. A leaky roof. But no. that's bounce because I'm not a quarrelsome, you know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> don't be wild oh, you're sending shots you look like your life oh dang <laughs> but um, on a serious no I'm not serious okay all the time but <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about scripture yeah um, yes that Amos verse and then we were looking at what was that verse we were looking at Ephesians Ephesians 220 or 120. Yeah. The one about us being his workmanship. His, his, his workmanship made for um, good works he made in advance. And so, yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> that movement was a bit wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that going into marriage, we wanted to be very intentional about being um, purposeful. It, with, with, with our marriage and working out the things that God has for us both individually and together and being in agreement being in agreement and encouraging our and, and pushing each other forward in those things yeah really yeah oh. we don't want to be one of those couples that okay we're, we're married now Netflix everything all day mm-hmm. and all them things there they want to be a working couple because we, we, we because we were working people before we got married mm. we want to be working people after we get married to whilst making sure we have a good balance of work life stuff mm-hmm. very nice that's good. Anita and Peter do you have a scripture that you lean on to, to keep you together I mean for me mm. and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a sly flex so I don't know if you guys can see it, but in my ring, you can't see it. I'm all the way out here. Yeah. Stupid for me trying to he said, in my ring. Okay. Go ahead. No, so engraved in the ring is uh, the words, as Christ loved the church. And I feel like that remains something that convicts me more often than not. Um, I wish I could say, oh, I look at it and I'm like, oh, yes, I'm doing this now. But <laughs> it, it, it's on a, on a daily convicts me that... Um, it's not even about Anita and I'm not to say that she, she does anything, but I need to be in a place where I am loving her as Christ of the church because it wasn't about the church. 
it was Christ that came and did whatever. So that's something that to this day still convicts me and I'm sort of still trying to work at, but uh, the flesh is strong. So but God's got work to do. Um, but for me, that's, that's been a, that's been a big one. Um, sometimes, sometimes I make Peter angry. So, so angry, like I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, I think my scripture would be love is patient, <laughs> love is kind. That was gonna be mine because oh. the patient one is the first one, and it's like, hmm, patience, patience, gems. That's mine. All right, all right. Be patient. All right. What about you guys? <laughs> More in gems. So gem, gems is already just... Mo, Mo's, one, Mo's one is the marriage bed is not defiled. Mm. <laughs> always, always. Do you know how many times he comes to me with that <laughs> Or like, oh, your body God. is not yours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Moses and Robert are truly brothers. Hey! But on the flip side, my body's yours. Actually, my body's yours. The same clock, boy. Yeah, my body's yours. Maybe I'll give my body over to you. It's pleasure. You know, like that. I'm willing to sacrifice. Fam. Fam. Every day. Yeah? Sacrificial loving. Fitness and in health. Thank you. Are you. What's your actual scripture? Yeah. This is for I blame people. <laughs> uh, um, not to copy, not not to like be copying, but it, it is um loving the wife as Christ loves the church, and mm. I think there's the um, is is coupled with um another one which which is going to sound bizarre, but it's um when it, I think it's like John five or John six, Jesus says to the the group of um the group that he just fed that um there were pharisees in it and he's like oh you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life but mm. they're the ones that point you to me and the re- like that 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 verse is the verse that hits me the most within the whole bible um because i used to study because i studied theology and all of those stuff there it's just like yo like i can study all of these things and still miss the very person that i'm trying to get to know like Muslims study the Bible sometimes more diligently than us and they still miss, they still miss Jesus. They still miss the Holy Spirit. They still miss all of these things. Um, and for me, it's a reminder of um, never allowing my activity to overshadow my affection for this person. So never mm-hmm. allowing my activity of studying or my activity of praying or whatever it may be to overshadow my affection for Jesus and never allowing my acti- like the practicalities of being a husband to overshadow my affection for my wife. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's that, lo- it's that approach to, to Jesus that I am challenged to reflect to, to my wife, where it's very much just like love her as Christ loves the church, um, the church. Like he gave himself, he poured everything out um he knows us intimately but this knowledge of of us doesn't quench his love for us even mm. in our like our weaknesses our, our idolatries and stuff like that it doesn't like we we killed him and yet he was like forgive them they do not know what they're doing um obviously man ain't trying to be in that situation there but um it's it's them ones where it's just like yeah never allowing 
my activity to overshadow and I think for me it's easy to do that to be like yo like I'm pouring everything out and there's still this or there's still that or like the plates aren't where they need like whatever it may be but still just being like yo like I will still love you so yeah Amen. for me it's, it's it's those <clears throat> um my scripture I think is from Philippians for six to eight um be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your request known to God and the peace of God <laughs> which surpasses all human understanding mm. of your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus and I think mm. like um in marriage like there's so much um adapting that you have to do and like challenges that come just from life and so having a mindset of like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about it I'm not gonna live my life in anxiety about you know whether the bills are gonna get paid or like whether the kids are gonna be okay or um whatever it is that's happening um but just focusing on like God promised that he won't forsake us like God is at the center and if I give it to him and and pray about it and leave it in his hand then I will get peace and if I have peace my house will have peace yeah, my children will have peace my will have peace yeah so <clears throat> let me make sure I have the peace first so I can give the peace to everybody else okay. um so yeah that's good so when you have a problem with your husband yeah you go to God first and then you just allow him to do the work on him so that you can have peace you know Amen. like that yes 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 hmm. i like that question that's good can i just make a comment on myself can yeah. i just make a comment <laughs> yeah oh boy i feel oh wait that's, that's more of a question a rhetorical question so i don't think there is an answer to this question but why is it that Men are seen as the ones that have to be patient with within the marriages. It's always men that are always the bad guys in the marriage, or so it seems to be made out. Huh? Wives are the patient ones. So you brought a Ghanaian out of Anita. She's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm not husbands' patience too with their wives. Yes, Robert. Robert, I'm I'm not going to join you in this endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> What's 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 the question again? Sorry. Don't probe, don't probe. Just leave Yeah, it's not so much a question. It's more, what's the word I'm looking for? An observation. Um, it's an observation of like a stereotype. Observation of a stereotype. Observation of that 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 women are seen to be the more patient ones in the marriage, when that's not the case because men are patient with their wives too. Anita's just shaking her head. I know, I know. I'm going to say Peter is the patient one, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, us too. Peter's the patient one, so. To be honest, you're probably patient at different things. No. Maybe. And then you notice the things that he's patient about and he notices the things that you're patient about. Hmm. So I personally don't think that anyone is making a stereotype of anything. It's a trope. It's just... There are things that you are patient about mm-hmm. that nobody has to scream on the mountain and say, I'm patient about this with my <laughs> wife. And then there's things that I'm patient about that I won't necessarily announce daily that I'm being patient with you about. 
both people are being patients. Preach. You know what I'm saying? Preach. And and I feel like um as as the head of the household, we ought to lead by example, but we don't necessarily scream about that example. So it's like we're we're being patient with our wives, but we don't necessarily scream about it that you're that you're riding my nerves, but I'm gonna be patient with you today. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. And also we we champion the qualities that we want to see within our mm. wives or even within ourselves. And so if like she does something that you've always like if you like you you will celebrate that, you will champion that. Um so yeah, I I don't think I, I do think within a marriage, and I, I I don't I know within a marriage both people um demonstrate um the different fruits of the different um yeah fruits love the different qualities of love um but as the head of the household there's there's almost this this looking out and trying to to mold and to shape and to draw out more um but yeah and 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 it's interesting because I've had conversations with guys who have shared a similar sentiment but have um more so being like, why do you guys always have to say sorry first after an argument? Or why do you guys always need to do this and do that? And I always just take it back to you, but you're the head of the household. Mm, so it starts good. with you. I was going to say the pendulum shifts, doesn't it, as well, depending on the situation. And sometimes you'll find that the the guy has been more patient or the guy has demonstrated certain virtues. But sometimes the, the woman does that and, and yeah. the pendulum swings back and forth depending on yeah. the situation. I think because no one is perfect in marriage, we're both still not perfect. And so we end up, you know, picking up where the other one, you know, drops it sometimes. And, and that's the whole point, isn't it? Mm. That's the whole point of two being one. And so... Yeah, that's, um, I think that's, I think that's why I just think as, as Mo said, and then I say, I think I've said this before, if someone's going to freak out, I think if, if between the two of us, someone has to freak out. Oh no, actually I should say that if between two of us, someone has to remain calm, I think that burden is on the guys. I think that's how God designed it. If we're going to be the head of the household if between the two of us, we're both thinking someone has to be calm and sort of, you know, take the reins. I think that burden falls on the guy because God made us in the way that He made us and made the, the thing. And it's not it's not a position of privilege. I think it's a burden. I think it's a it's a responsibility it's a responsibility um, to not be to not be um, taken lightly. Um, but yeah, I just think that's that's the order God gave us. I think. How do you feel about that? And Un- unhappy. Yeah. It's fine. And do, do you know what? I, I feel I feel like a deep a deeper a deeper observation is um statements like that come from a society where men aren't celebrated. I don't think I don't think within society, um within the patriarchal society that we live in. Because no, no, I don't, I don't I think, love I, you, gems. Say so, it louder. It's 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 more so from a perspective of there the currently there is a lot of pushback. Um and unfortunately in some places the baby's being thrown out of the bathwater. How about oh. 
<laughs> instead of making a sweeping societal statement, mm-hmm. you could say, I perceive. Okay, I perceive, yeah. That's a good start. I like that. That I am not celebrating. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, because... <laughs> no, 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 it's very contentious mm. to say at this point in 2022, um, after what women have been through, that men who still, by all purposes, have the reins on the system, um, that you're not celebrating. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, I don't know. I mean, what do men want to be celebrating? No, so, get so what... I agree, I agree with both sisters. We need to deep what it is. What I said was statements like what Robert said come from us. So I wasn't saying I didn't feel like I'm not celebrating. So maybe it's not uncelebrated nation of but insecure. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is like... In it's that there are there are certain within the white within the wider world there are certain situations in which it's like um not even wider worlds like I've been in I've been in churches where like men aren't treated uh, aren't really celebrated or or acknowledged like Father's Day just goes without any mentioning like um like. Bro, I'm in a church. You man believe that you man are calling God your father. It's Father's Day, and no one mentions anything. Mother's Day comes through, and like the flowers, all of them things. And it's like, do you know what? And I'm I'm not even mad that you're celebrating mothers. I'm not mad at that. I'm like, Father's Day is coming, God, without even a mention. Recognizing, recognizing the narrative around deadbeat dads like dads not being celebrated and that's something that I struggled with personally not in this relationship but previously where it's just like it was very difficult for me to be a father to my child and like all the efforts that I was like putting forward weren't being acknowledged things were being made difficult and I felt like I was being emasculated as a father um and so yes like within that situation I didn't feel like I was being acknowledged or celebrated or anything um and so coming into the church and seeing that perpetuated that I was like yo like what's going on here this is happening out in the world why are we still perpetuating this within the church um Mm. but there are situations in which men are being or have been made to feel less than now I recognize that this isn't my wife is looking at me with disgust. I, I know. I'm, I'm listening. But, I, but I see. I I I recognize that it isn't like there 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 are large pockets of the world in which women are being demeaned and treated less than and historically women have had to fight for stuff like even in terms of like the pay gap and voting and stuff like that where women have been seen as less than and everything and so there is inequality within between the genders within society and I'm not sweeping that under the rug I'm not trying to do that what I'm saying is that sometimes some of these statements in terms of why should I have to apologize first or why should i why do i don't feel like i'm being patient blah 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 sometimes they can come from a place of not feeling appreciated or not feeling celebrated <clears throat> as the man 
as opposed to it being the actual situation and recognizing that as again if you if you recognize yourself as a man biblically then there is a responsibility on your shoulders and part of that responsibility comes like certain implications um and so yeah like that's that's what i was alluding to but I'm waiting. I'm gonna hit, wait to hear what you're saying. You're trying to get, dig yourself out. <laughs> no, no, no. I, so. <clears throat> I don't even think it's about digging out. I think that, and I'm not. I'm not taking away from individual experiences mm. of men that feel like they haven't been celebrated in their specific communities, right? But on a societal level, the expectation for men to even engage in their marriages is so low that men get celebrated for foolishness, like taking their kids to school. Oh my God. Oh my God, you took your kids to school. Oh, you give your kid a bath. Your husband does the laundry. I could never. Like the, the level of like praise for very general menial tasks, yeah? Um, is why I'm like, where are they not getting celebrated? There's an expectation on women to just do, and it's like that's your job, isn't it? But if a if a man then does something that is seemingly a woman's job, the praise is everywhere. Oh, do you need help with that? Oh my god! Oh, your child's so cute. I saw a dad in the playground. Like, I think. Go ahead. Be your defenders. <laughs> I don't think I'm prepared to do that. No, I, I think I think I think in a large part, however, Jamila, what you're describing comes as a result of um I, again, I think on a societal level, us having these sort of specific gender roles, especially within our community, especially within the African, Afro-Caribbean, Jamaican, you know, that sort of community, I think we traditionally have grown up with certain gender roles that the situation and the time in which those gender roles were maybe even more realistically representative of what was going on, that time has passed. And Mm -hmm. now we live in a different age where you're finding a a lot of dads doing those things that you're saying because we're in a different time and those sort of roles don't necessarily apply. Um, doing dishes and, and taking kids to school and stuff. Now we're, we're juggling while both of us are working. My schedule on this day allows for me to take the kids to school. That's what we're going to do. It has nothing to do with the gender roles, whereas that wasn't the case back then. I think it's quite specifically back to when, you know, they lived in villages and, you know, they would go to the farm and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, the woman's going to stay at home and wash clothes because that's what they're doing. The man's gone to the farm to go and, and harvest plantain and yam and carry it back you know and so it was society there had that in place and that was I think what became the stereotype but I don't agree with you men were carrying the plantain back it was women no. that yeah yeah no but i'm referring i'm saying but that was in a time and in a place that's not applicable to now yeah but what the the initial thing that we're debating yeah yeah is that men are no, so so yeah so so the reason i'm saying that is where those gender stereotypes have been sort of um brought across we are not in a position to live like that and so you're finding people doing the right thing and doing better 
and it's seeming like something unique because of those ideas that we've already had or those do you agree with me so they get more praise so do you know what do you know what you i don't think think i don't think men get more praise firstly i think that men will do men will do or not do as much as they're allowed to get away with so it's kind of on the women for allowing their men to be slobs and i and i agree with that as well that's fine no I'm not disagreeing with that. If if if, no. if a wife allows their husband to not do anything, then she shouldn't complain. That's that's what yeah. she's allowed in her house, yeah. But then, but 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 I, but I also feel like in society that right now, if if men try to get celebrated, the women will just swoop in and try and stamp on it. Patriarchy, patriarchy, all of that. Well, stuff. the patriarchy is here already. But I think what it is is that women are very good. At telling each other we're doing a good job. Yeah. So if I see Anita working hard or Drea working hard, I'll be like, girl, you, you're doing it, you know, like you need to give yourself a pat on the back, go have a massage, like you're doing really good. Like, because we know that we know what it feels like to be carrying the pressure of whatever it is, we will recognize it in somebody else and ensure that we are making sure they know they're doing a good job. Because often, because it is the expectation, people are not looking to praise you. They're looking to see where you're not doing what you're supposed to do mm. so they can criticise you. Um, so I think if men want to clap for themselves, clap for yourselves. On it. I'm not coming to stamp on your party. Um, but there are women that will come to stamp on their party. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's women and men that will do um, all manner of things, mm. you know? Do you know what? I think... But, but the, the example Mo gave of sort of fathers there, mothers there, I've seen that before. I've seen the difference before. And I think, I, I, I don't want to say, so on my, so from my point of view, and this might be, I don't know, call it what you want, toxic masculinity or whatever. I don't mind. I don't, I don't care about that because yeah. I, I, I almost don't, I don't care. I, I don't care. But I think. <laughs> Again, you said, I don't care. No, because I recognize that that can sound insensitive or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think that I think that men kind of have to get on regardless. But I do see that there's a problem there because especially in, you know, places like like a church where you'd expect there to be more support or you expect there to be more um, compassion towards some of these things, you don't get it as much um, on the men's side. And when you say... So I'm all over the place because there's there's so much I want to say. When you say patriarchy, you're talking about a very small number, a very small percentage of men that are in certain places. That privilege doesn't extend to everyone. So okay, saying that there's gonna, a patriarchy mm. in, that it doesn't, it really doesn't. No, I've said that before. <laughs> patriarchy is this is necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> there, there are bad parts to it, but as a whole. It's not that bad. <clears throat> but when we talk, when we, when you talk about the impact of the patriarchy, yeah, it's not saying that every man needs to have like a certain job to benefit from the patriarchy. If the system was built in your favor, then just by being a man, you benefit, you benefit. from the system. Whether you're on the lowest of the low, you could be the lowest man in society and you'd still be higher than the woman. So therefore, the system will give you benefits. And as a man, you might not 
perceive them mm. because you're looking at the whole scope of society and saying, but I'm not there, so I don't have this yeah. power, I don't have this power. But let I think somebody the- beneath you point out all the ways that you have power that you may not have ever seen before. And I guess I guess it's, it's, that's, that's similar to why some white people don't recognise white privilege. Yeah, because they said I grew up in a trailer. That that's, that's um, fair. That's no, but, fair. And what, what, what I was going to say, what I was going to say, <laughs> she's pointing she's point at Robert. Um, what, what I was going to say was, in, in having this conversation and in reflection, um, I, I, I may change the phrasing of my, work, of my statement. Mm. Not so much so that men aren't celebrated, but... Um, I, I would, I would more. I, I don't quite know the word, the the f- phrase that I'd use, but I think it'll be more in line with um, ego. I think I'd put it more in line with ego. From what does they get the ego stroke or like something along those lines? Because it, it's more so. Because um, like right now, in the space that I'm in right now, if I went to church and they didn't celebrate Father's Day. I won't, I don't see it as anything detrimental to me as a father, because I know that my family love me. I know that my children love me. I know that I'm doing a good job. Um, if I do say so myself, um, I'm very, I'm, I'm very active in their lives. Like I'm, I'm, I'm participatory and stuff and their affection more so is what matters to me rather than an institution kind of clapping for me. Um, but I'm, I'm looking more so at what message does that send out to fathers in general? Um, and so for me personally, I'm in a space where it's not going to affect me as much. Um, but looking from a perspective of if as a man, you haven't been affirmed or you've, your ego, like, yeah, your ego hasn't necessarily been stroked within a certain space is it will be a lot more sensitive. You'll be a so lot I don't, more I don't think that's fair. I don't, I, I don't think that's fair because, and, and let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me so more, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, let, let me, let me put, let me put more on blast because we, we talk of this system and we talk of how it's, um, how it does or doesn't favor men. Mm-hmm. And let, let me, let me just point some things out. So Mo, how much did you have to fight to be in your child's life? Yeah, I had to go court. And dare I say, the courts aren't set up to be in favor of men. Like of of most of the cases that you hear, the courts are more likely statistically to give kids so to the mom. And and, and again, it's it, it's it, it lines up with something that you've said. Whereas, like as a woman, biologically, you are more wired to take care of the baby, like to yeah. breastfeed, to do all yeah. of these things, yeah. and that like in the in the first few months um of the baby in the first at least year or something like it's it's more been and again this isn't scientifically backed um i'm not going to stand behind this like say a man's doctor or whatever but um it's more beneficial for the child to be with the mother in terms of nourishment and 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 nurturing and stuff like that than it is with than it is to be with the father and so these are factors that i believe go into the decision and and the the leniency towards mum especially within the earlier years of the of the child's life which was the time in which i lost touch with my daughter and i had to go to court to kind of get all of it but then that's not the case now there's formula there's things like and then (laughs) can i say something can i say something that you're not understanding Ah. you see how it's turned towards mums yeah in court Mm. 
that's part of your patriarchal society because patriarchy said that it's the woman's job to look after the kids and then your court has replicated the same message which is stopping the fathers from being no kids. that's that's the point that mo made and that's the point i've made in the past is that biologically if if a kid is to be with if if we're in a survival situation and the, the baby needs to eat there's one one group of not one group but there's one part of the two people that made her that can produce food for them to eat naturally Naturally. and then there's one that can't so biologically it makes sense for it to go to him however what i'm saying is that's not always been fair that's not always been fair between the two of you who is more um not qualified but who is more um appropriate to give the kid to more often than not it steers to the woman whether or not they are now dating a crackhead yeah, no, and, and I understand then, that. Hey, this is still I, so I'm not sorry. Still, I'm still saying <laughs> it's true. This is still, I'm still so not saying sorry. that it's the patriarchal society in and of itself and the messages it sends that would still give a child to a mum that's dating a crackhead because the message of the society is that it is the woman's job and role to look after the kids. That is her job, right? So now it's backfiring in ways that you guys don't like. It's still the patriarchy. <laughs> Mm. Um, so as I said, I think it's it's um it to it to because as Peter and myself have both said a few times, it's like in loving um loving your wife as Christ loves the church, um like it says Christ being found in the image of God humbled himself and became a man and like became a servant and even died. Um and that that trajectory is one of emptying yourself and it, it's almost a case of taking in like taking humbling yourself and taking positions that you shouldn't necessarily take jesus taking on our sins shouldn't necessarily like jesus taking on our sins alone should be motivation for me to be able to say sorry to my wife first if that makes sense mm. like he was sinless and in his love for me, he took on my sin and died that I may have now have a relationship with him. And if it means I should die a little, if my ego needs to die, for me to say why, um, sorry to my wife first, even if I feel within my hat of hats that you are wrong. <laughs> even if I feel within my heart of heart that you are wrong. Mm. But me coming as the peacemaker me leading in this in this thing i don't know why you're looking at me so strong babe because your voice got very emotive because i'm i'm <laughs> trying i'm trying to convey the weight of the situation here yeah yeah uh, i so i i, I want to say i i hear what you're saying about the patriarchy at gems i do but i would also say i don't know if i don't think i actually don't believe that it's necessarily entirely um uh, what, what, what's the word um, advantageous to men because you look at some things you look at the number of or, or statistically which gender is more likely to die violently which gender is more likely to go to war which gender is more likely to be involved in hard labor all of those statistics are men and mm-hmm. so you say patriarchy and if it's an, an advantageous to men that wouldn't necessarily be the case no I'm saying it was built by men for men and if now some men don't like parts of it and can see that there are there are problems with it then join the fight to topple it in it car i'm with you it's topple um, it for what well it doesn't need to be toppled topple it for what 
Top of lip for what? Okay. This, hey. is, this is the conversation you don't want to have to buy yet. Well, no, because because I I, I can I can say <laughs> top of lip for a, a theocracy, which is what God wanted in the first place. Maybe. But then okay. I think if you're if you're asking why are men are sort of why is it that for the most part men have reached certain political heights and, and certain um authority heights. I think some of those things come down to personality traits and come down to biologically, um, biological differences between men and women that will mean a man's more willing to do certain things to get higher than a woman is naturally predisposed to. And that's changing nowadays. So what I'm saying is that the toppling would allow, right, Mm. for the men that don't want to subscribe to those kind of roles and would rather do something different to be able to do that without having judgment or their manliness called into question because they want to sit at home and let their daughter paint their nails and read stories and clean up the house, right? It would allow for a woman to be able to run her business and go on tour with her kids at home and not have questions about who's looking after your kids Mm -hmm. rather than, um, oh, tell me about this thing that you've done right so if you topple it then you you dismantle because you said that we're not living in a day and age where those roles made sense right it's not that's not how we're living right now so therefore the system needs to adapt to where we are right now you said parts of it are not advantageous to men anyway right but then that's the thing i don't think it's designed to do that I don't think, think I don't I think I think people have risen to power because there's a certain number. The thing, the reason I'm struggling is because I'm sounding like like uh, Jordan Peterson, and I don't want to necessarily stop like you are, you are. Other, still, other you're than using I do arguments that he yeah, I I, I I I don't want to sound like him, but there is a small percentage of men that are naturally predisposed to want to achieve certain amounts of power. That's normal, and I think that's why they've risen to the top. Not necessarily because they're men, but because by virtue of our genetic and biological predispositions, some people, it turns out that the majority of those people are men, are willing to do what it's, what's necessary to get to those levels of power. And I'm not, nowadays, I'm nowadays, not outrightly disagreeing with you. Mm. I, what I'm saying is if it's clear that there are more barriers put in place for women to get to those places, and then when they do get there, to have to then face lots of harassment, bullying, undermining, all of the things that come with, you're not supposed to be here and I'm not going to listen to you because power doesn't belong to you, Mm -hmm. then the system might have a crack which allows her to get there, but then she still has to deal with a high level of stress just because she's a woman. So... Sorry, so, so, sorry, not to cut you off. Sorry, not to cut, not to cut in, me, but to cut me. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you say it. Like, I'm about to cut you off, but sorry for doing so. No, um, in societies where you do have a matriarchy by nature, I think you will find that those matriarchs display similar tendencies to what the um, what what the majority of patriarchal societies are doing, and I, I say that to say. The, the, the way to get to the top isn't necessarily whether or not you are a man. The way to get to the top is having certain characteristics that are mostly displayed by men. 
I hear you. And I said, like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm not saying that everyone's desire is to get to the top in the first place. No, that's that's absolutely true. So then the patriarchy affects everyone, whether you're at the top or the bottom. Mm. And subsequently, if it's if it's making it more difficult for people to just live in this new age where women are working, men are working, women want to do different things, men want to do different Mm. things then it's about saying so you know that case right where sarah um got killed by the cop right Mm -hmm. and um it brings up a lot of women discussing how much fear they have why they don't go jogging at night all the things they have to think about for their own safety yeah Mm. um and when women um are in positions where they're getting sexually assaulted or harassed often because of patriarchy right the questioning is about but what did you do what was you mm. wearing how did you behave how did you allow this behavior to happen yeah. okay yeah and that's because it's not about men being accountable for their actions it's always it's about, about yeah, women yeah. seducing yeah. or like mm. basically men can't control themselves so you need to find the way which to which is an idea face. i hate yeah with everything yeah. Yeah. but it I mean, comes from yeah. patriarchy so yeah. i'm saying like Okay, on many okay. societal right. levels the patriarchy mm. is flawed mm. and we need to lock it i hear you i hear you on that i hear you on that um yeah, yeah. can i say something yeah, please <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> <Sorry>. say um <laughs> um with what more was saying about um, men having to say sorry first i think it goes both ways but i think sometimes it seems like the men say sorry a lot more because the woman is the woman is always right most of the time so it's like, oh, you're saying sorry a lot, but yeah, wrong looking, looking, <laughs> looking at the situation, you can tell logically, like the woman is was right, is right. And you can't put women think... together. <laughs> you can't what? Huh? What did you say? You can't put women and logic together. I said it. <laughs> Are you stupid? That's rude. That's rude. That's rude. That's rude. I said it. That's rude. You're cancelled. <laughs> your wife, your old wife is cancelled. You're sleeping on the couch in that way. No, no, no. Well, no. I say that because men will look at a situation logically and then get um, scolded because they looked at it um, 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 logically without putting bro, the emotion. Bro, let me, let me, let me. No, no, I disagree. Let me stop you there. Let me let stop you there. Them. Let me stop you there, car. In 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 my marriage, Gems is a logical one, and I'm the emotional. Exactly, it's a personality thing. It's a it's a mindset but, thing. It's not. Yeah, it's nothing to do yeah. with the gender, please. I beg. It's a please. I beg. Stop. <laughs> but but <laughs> one thing one thing Thank I was gonna know. say, and 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 in agreement with Anita, sometimes the men I'm wrong more, but I think I think it it does come down to sort of yeah on an individual basis on a on a house by house on yeah. a home by home basis yeah. that's how we build society and so if amongst us where 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 you know being more mindful of some of these things our kids will be more mindful of some of these things our friends will be more mindful of some of these things and i think that's how that's how you sort of build something better i think mm-hmm. we might i might yeah. never influence number 10 but if I can influence within my, you know, small circle, at least that's something. And eventually, I think 
something I'm we're seeing it I, I made a point about baby changing facilities and now you get it in men's bathrooms a bit more and, and so things like that will will eventually change once there's enough yeah. people to drive an impetus and it starts with us I think so. yeah and I think um, I'm really mindful that I, I kind of I really want to touch what the topic is for today if you've got enough time no i don't, um, I don't think it, that's no, it's right. fine it's fine it's fine it can be a little bit of a longer episode there's six mm. people you guys you amazing guys need incredible to, um, women but, and a fan thank you, you know. thank you very and, much yeah to balance it out oh, it's like tired. yeah i'm gonna I'm, I'm take i'm i'm drawing a lesson from anime um of course you are obviously um you have legend to otherwise of, um, <laughs> legend of Korra. obviously it's a female avatar legend of Korra. i think it's book two um so this legend of Korra, like the without spoiling it the premise is very much about balance and um there's a guy within it he was like the only way for people to find balance is if we topple um the system that is already in place anarchy and, uh? anarchy. anarchy and that's that's literally what in like happens right afterwards where there was no rule there was no rain and in in toppling a system there's almost a sense of replacing it with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's unfortunately, and again, leaning on something that um, propaganda said, um, we're, we're, we're trusting in a broken system to fix the brokenness within us. Um, we recognize that the system itself is broken and it reflects the brokenness within us. Um, and so we can't necessarily trust in the system to fix or to be just and to be perfect it doesn't mean that we shouldn't necessarily try to move it in a way that's progressive but i think that there's 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 arguments made against the bible that is um it's a patriarchal um sort of system in place mm-hmm. um women are oppressed and and pretty much there's like all the abrahamic um religions, religions i believe have have that argument against them mm-hmm. um but within them, you kind of see different people advocating on different parts. Um, women kind of advocating for some good things within it. Women advocating for bad things within it and stuff like that. And there, there is this, this, and I, I speak more specifically for Christianity, where there is this level of wisdom and discernment that is required to be like, yo, like the Holy Spirit needs to illuminate and lead and actually allow us to, like, grant us the wisdom in how to apply it. Why the society is something that, like for the most part we don't have control over we, we have an influence but we don't have control over influence in terms of who we vote for policies and like stuff that we kind of um they come with and stuff like that but in terms of the system even even with like um white privilege and stuff like that as we're trying to fight against it to to fight against like institutional racism would mean that the entire institution needs to be brought down and the entire new one built up. And that like, it's it, obviously racism is a couple of centuries old. Um, well, racism, racism has existed since mm-hmm. Joseph in- No, it's a racism. So that's, 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 cl- that's, that's more so tribalism. No, no, because Egyptians didn't like Hebrews because okay, they were Hebrew. <clears throat> that's, that's a tribe. Finish your point so we can ask <laughs> what the- it's, it's tribalism. Oh. Th- th- no, those are more tribal. Egypt and Jews, they're different race. Yeah, this relates to a race of people. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what I'm saying is, in 
stripping down a system or a structure to we we can't just strip it down without having something to replace it but this, whatever we replace it with is going to be broken and flawed anyways um and so yeah it's it's and even trying to tweak it I, like this whole tweaking situation with like moving things closer and closer yeah it's, it's problematic because it's you're building on a, on a broken foundation you're trying to fix a house that's already on a broken foundation. Unless it's God's original design where he ruled. Yeah. And I think that's where Christianity has some sort of hope because the ideal is everyone's got a connection to the Holy Spirit and thus everyone, you know, like in Galatians, there's now no Jew or um, yeah. Gentile. Gentile. There's no slave or, or master. Female. There's no male or female yeah. because we're all equal. We're all yeah. one in one Christ. Christ. And, and, and I think that's why we have to demonstrate what, what that looks like. And if anybody wants more on this subject, you know, uh, you can go to the City Hill website and listen to my talk, Jesus is a Feminist, um, a message that I did in case you just want to hear more about that. Oh. I love the plug. I love the plug. So do we have time for a topic? Let's go. Yeah, like, like, yeah let's let's yeah, let's, let's right. just quickly sort of touch on something. Yeah. Well, all right, all right. Just make it a little light. I don't know if it's a little yeah. light, but going from broken societies to broken marriages. I've actually want, I've I've actually wanted to talk about this for a while, but we didn't have a podcast. The podcast wasn't running, so I didn't get a chance to. But can I can I have my phone, please? By the way. I don't have it. You do? Oh, I've got it. Say sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Robert wants to talk about broken marriages. Hey, patent. Devon that Franklin and Megan Good. I don't want to talk about oh. this. I don't want yeah. to talk about it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I want to use it as, as a jump off for what I want to talk about. Okay, jump off. Go ahead. Jump off point. Fam, I can't even look at their book in the same way no more, you know? Well, you know, you know, yeah, that's that's why I wanted to talk about it because their book got me so angry. Like I got to like chapter two, I said I, I couldn't do this anymore. <laughs> mm. And yeah, so for those who don't know, Megan Good was married to this Hollywood pastor guy, the one Franklin. Together nine years, they got divorced a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, yeah. They yeah, they they prayed and decided that they needed to get divorced contradictions but you know anyway so they got divorced and you know a few think pieces were coming up about um how it it was like a like it was a a mismatch from the start because he was like a he was a pastor but she wasn't really what a pastor's wife needed to be if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Depends on the church. We've already talked about a church where the pastor's wife is like, you can have a concubine. So for a good church, <laughs> for, for a good church, she wasn't what you would necessarily call like. It's a dangerous stereotype, but make a point. Make yeah. a point. Yeah. You, you disagree? But that was, that was mostly just because she's sexy though. Oh. People were like, oh, she's not a good pastor's wife because she's sexy. I mean, 
I, I think I think as well it's like the films and like kissing on stage and all of them things. There. It's because she's sexy. Cause if she weren't sexy, no one would have nothing to say. I mean, I don't know. I hear people and everyone's looking at your wife's like looking at your wife and that. Yeah, because people in because she's an actress and a generation of men have lost it over her because she's sexy. Now she's not a good pastor's wife because men are lustful. Okay. I don't Woo! know. So 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 I don't I haven't I haven't looked into I haven't looked into it properly because I don't care. Me neither. But then also um I think I th- was part of the reason for the divorce not being able to have time for each other. Let me just I think well want some uh, they decided when they said yeah. when they um shared their statement they said they did oh, I've got they, a statement they prayed about yeah. it after much prayer and consideration we have decided to go into our future separately but forever connected we celebrate almost a decade of marriage together and a love that is eternal there's no one at fault we believe this is the next best chapter in the evolution of our love we are incredibly grateful for the life-changing years we spent together as husband and wife. We are also extremely thankful to God for the testimony being created inside both and for the bless- and for blessing our lives with each other. Reading it. Um, I think I saw a video of, I think a few years ago, where Megan was saying that um, when she's, um, she's about to do like a sex scene, like she calls him and... And I was like, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Make it real and stuff. So I was like, there was a bit of dishonesty. I feel like there was a bit of dishonesty there from the beginning. From both yeah. Sides. Yeah. I feel like there was a bit of dishonesty from both sides because I think Megan didn't want kids. Mm. And I, I think she changed her mind a few years later. And so I think from both sides, there was dishonesty there from the beginning. They were not telling each other what they were actually feeling and it probably bought over. Mm. That's what I think it was. Um, yeah, so I think honesty. I think the main thing is being honest, honest with each other from the beginning. Yeah, I agree with that. The transparency. And and, and going back to what something that Jamila was saying, I very much feel like he saw her as a trophy wife because mm. it's Megan Good. Who does what you married to Megan Good? Mm. But also, I think she saw him as the trophy husband. It makes her look good. Mm. Because, because, like reading, reading the book as much as I could, I, I could. Meant chapter two. Palette. <laughs> the weight. Is it the weights? Is that yeah. the book? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah the weight. So um, she waited. No, he waited. <laughs> he waited, <laughs> and his waiting made her want to wait. Oh man! So he was a virgin. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't, don't know if he was a virgin. Celibate. He was, he was celibate, celibate for okay, no, at least a decade. I think I saw in the Breakfast Club. Mm. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but like when they met, she was just in doing all the mess, smoking, drinking, <laughs> all that good stuff. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. He said she was just a sinner. Yeah, she, she was, was a sinner. sinner. <laughs> and what sinner doesn't want a good godly man to pull them out of? Most sinners don't want none of that. Of, of, of the death. Of the death. You want to stay where they are, but yeah. Nine years though. That's a long time. That's yeah. Maybe she thought she wanted it, but then it got too hard. Being the pastor's wife isn't easy. Yeah. I I, struck, I mean, when we went through marriage counselling, that was one of the things that the 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 pastor, Reverend Stephen, said, like, if, you, if you're planning on being a pastor, I mean, this is a church where being a pastor is very, very involved, but he, he was very, he was very specific. If you're planning on being a pastor, tell your, tell your potential partner now. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, it's a thing and you're not stepping into it on your own, especially when you're married. Yeah. 
However, I think I struggle to even like um, theorize on what the intentions or, or, or what's going on, because I don't know everything going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And you want to try and learn something from it. And I don't know what I can learn from, apart from what Anita said, which I think is fair, mm-hmm. is you want to be as transparent as possible before you take such a, you know, take a step. Because if we, at the beginning, Drea, you, you mentioned that that was a verse you're looking for. How can two walk together unless they are one? You know, mm-hmm. if, if you if you don't agree on some very fundamental things, that's fine. If you don't agree on some very fundamental things, then those things will eventually become a stumbling block. Yep. Because they're fundamental. And, you know, and if your foundations aren't strong, then, you know, 9, 10, 15, 20 years later, eventually mm-hmm. the building is going to collapse. But I think I what to sorry, yeah, yeah. Not to cut you, but to cut you, Peter. Yeah, go ahead. Revenge, revenge. <laughs> I think from um, you know, the Twitter think pieces at the time when they got married, I think a lot of Christian women at the time felt like she didn't earn him because she was the sinner right? they felt like they missed out <laughs> no because they were like well you know you went to the trash to go find a wife and all these women been in church mm. know, keeping waiting, themselves holy waiting for their pastor mm. and pastor went to the gutter Ooh. to go get megan good to bring us our first lady um which is just shows how judgmental um church yeah. people can be right mm. but i think like a lot of um Christian women felt like you know she wasn't good enough or she didn't meet the whatever their standard is in their head of what a a first lady should be and then I think for men like the the lustful men that had been lusting over Megan Good for however long they were like oh no that's not what she needs she don't need a holy preacher she needs like some she needs love, hey, you she know needs a, she needs they, were, they were like this ain't gonna work <laughs> she needs an entanglement <laughs> they are I, I only, on I only know Megan Good from You Got Served uh, uh, my wife and kids was she, she was she, she was the she second was uh, Vanessa girlfriend not the first Vanessa she was the first yeah, Vanessa yeah, she first original Vanessa still. Peter searching memory banks bro yeah I don't remember that up to the pregnancy she was Vanessa, and oh. then it was the light skin girl that became yeah. Vanessa. I think it's just hard when you have a, a high-profile relationship, just in general, yeah. because people yeah. are always going to have things to say about mm-hmm. your connection, and they're either hashtag relationship goals, or they're like, mm, "This is not going to last." Like, so I think that amount of pressure as well, yeah, is a lot to deal with. I think just being married in and of itself is like a huge adjustment, and then to have everyone and their grandma around their Sunday dinner table talking about whether or not you lot should be together. It's just like a level of unnecessary pressure. Um, Cause like whatever she wore to church, people was picking it apart. Yeah. Like if That's you got lot. curves, like whatever you wear, you gonna see them. They're just, they just exist, you know? So mm. yeah, I think it's- Hey, think hey, it's, hey, easy, easy, easy. I think it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah, it's, it's mad. It's like, this this is like a random side note. I've I, f- I found out I think it was this week that Chili from TLC is a Seventh Day Adventist. Mm. I was like raw. I was like raw. Okay, but yeah, back back to this. Um, <laughs> there's 
it's 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 interesting in terms of like celebrity Christians mm. and um, like the pedestals <laughs> that they're placed on and stuff like that. Yeah. But also, um, for me, whenever I see a high-profile divorce from within the church, it saddens me because I'm like um, the the impact of this, like, is is going to send ripples. Uh, there's going to be ripples from this, and not just. Um, I, I was going to say that people saying, oh, you're not meant to be Christians and blah, blah, blah. I'm not so much worried about that too, too tough. Because just because you're Christian doesn't necessarily mean that you're perfect. Doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be hunky-dory and that. But it's it's like, um, especially when it's, it's like, as I said, it's a high profile person. People emulate what you do, unfortunately. Um, even though it's like, follow me as I follow Christ. So if you see me deviating at any point, mm-hmm. don't follow that. Um, but with you being idolized and becoming a celebrity, people for, like they their their salvation hinges on you, unfortunately. And I'm just like, what impact is this going to have on the people that are idolizing him and like reading his book like it's the Bible and blah blah blah? Obviously, there's problems there already. But I'm just like, I yeah, I, I, prob- I probably need to work my compassion. But again, that's their problem. In the same way, you know, if if she's wearing whatever to church and it's a temptation for anyone that's the men's problem that's the people mm. who that if 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 that's your thing that's your problem that's not her problem because at well, the end of the so day I, I guess i guess in in terms of from a from a leadership perspective mm. you have intentionally stepped into this position of leadership whether you believe which is why you was get led by god exactly yeah. whether you yeah. believe that it was led by god or not yeah. there's there's an intentionality that you've you've stepped into it and with that with you stepping into this position there's a responsibility there and it's not saying live live like a, a double double life where you kind of one person in the limelight and another person without mm-hmm. living like total integrity and stuff but recognize that yo like you've you've taken an influence you're in an influential space and yes. so there will be a repercussion there will be ramifications for your actions there will be an influence and stuff like that and you will be held even more accountable for it mm-hmm. um so for you to for you like man them that's like i pray to god and i feel like this is the right thing to do i'm like really again they're not being i don't know what's happening i don't know what's, yeah. being, what's happening it's inside so, like, like yeah but I'm because just you're like, also you're supposed to be yeah. making disciples of christ not disciples of yourself and so if you're supposed to be teaching them to follow christ as you said as as you follow christ then you should be teaching them to have independent thoughts and have independent study and stuff like that and so yeah even with this random statement and stuff they're not being entirely transparent about what actually went on and so it's like Mm -hmm. you know the saying you prayed about saying this is what god said i think that's i think that's why especially my God, I was gonna say there was a picture of um, Megan on, on her Instagram, <laughs> and then like she was chilling, and then the other picture of Devon was him crying. <laughs> like, I don't know, if, I don't know if you've seen it. Devon was like, even though I'm in pain, I mean I'm at peace, and then Megan had a picture of <laughs> Megan was at the beach. Living my best life. Yeah, best life. Was, like two different pictures. <laughs> I've not been judged by any of you, man. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because like at the beginning. They were like, oh, you know, God told me he was my husband. And I was like, oh, now we prayed. God told us, you know, divorce is the evolution of our love. Wild. It's so rubbish and foolish. (laughs) It's just so embarrassing. 
embarrassing. Is she born again for real? Okay, it's not a judgment, it's an observation. Like, mm. I want to know where she is with God. Like, what, what happened? Because this is 10 years, everyone was looking up to this marriage. As soon as I found out, I said, Oh, no, another one bites the dust. Because it's like, oh. yeah. so that's, that's, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Sorry, I'm going to be quiet because we are going, but. I don't know if I don't know if everyone should have been looking up to this marriage, and then that's the thing with Christian celebrities because mm. I, I got in my feelings last time because uh, Justin Bieber was up there with Chandler Moore um, doing some worship thing. I'm like, yeah, 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 is, yeah. is he a worshiper? Why is he there? And I got in my feelings about it. He loves the Lord now. This is this is the thing with this is the thing with Christian celebrities. All of a sudden, because they're famous, if they then are Christian, we put them on yeah, this pedestal, pedestal that they yeah. do not belong on human. they don't yeah they're human yeah. and if anything they are born again they are babies they're they're eating milk mm. they're drinking milk they need to mature into a place mm. where you are now going to be of influence you don't okay. just get there question to you peter Yikes. what what would you have to see from justin bieber for you to say okay yeah now he's a worshiper <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question the, the same the same thing I see from maybe a Travis Green or uh, a um, uh, William McDowell. Niazuki, you're like what? Yes, <laughs> in, in, in that, in that, in that. So Pastor William McDowell, I see. I, I, I Hallelujah. I, they, they are two different people, but they, two different people can mature in Christianity to such a point that okay, this person's leading. I can see they're anointing on him, and I can see that he's. A leader, he he's got here. He's mature enough to be here. Not just, yeah, you've given your life to Christ. I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not saying. But define you, mature. Define mature. M- mature, mature is. What is mature mature is death. <laughs> mature. No, no, no. What, what Peter would say, you know, you you are you are advanced in the things of God to know His voice to be able to show yourself as a good student of the Word. Yeah, I'm putting you need to do all that me. before you can sing. Sorry. <laughs> you need to do that before you can sing to you. That's such a good point. To be fair to Justin Bieber, he 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 he's not scared about proclaiming God on the stage. Yeah. No, no, he's which not. Which 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 a lot of these other Christian artists do. That's fair. That's fair. Like I, I got my feelings about it, but yeah, it's just we do see this though. We do yeah. see this with, with Christian celebrities. I think they do get pushed to the pedestal very quickly. Yeah. I think, I think um, yeah, knowing Peter and knowing his gripe with Christian celebrities, it's it's and and I think there's an artist that I listened to that was was frustrated as well and mentioned. I think it was Shailen or something that mentioned that like um, we, it's like we almost forget the people who have been faithfully chipping away at the gospel and at preaching and at doing these things. And as soon as someone who's got like worldly acclaim professes anything to do with Jesus where like oh yes we need this person to be able to advance our cause and then we push them onto this pedestal and it's almost like yeah you man who have been doing your thing step aside we've got someone who's got more acclaim and and it betrays the reality of the bible saying the gospel is the power of God unto salvation not somebody's fame but also just mm. to 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 do a side note right so it says that um you can, someone can water and someone can nurture, yeah? Mm. And, and God can give the increase, right? So I think what it is, is about like, Justin Bieber doing worship. There are going to be thousands of young people that will listen to that set 
that would never have listened to Chandler Moore, yeah? yeah. And may experience the anointing of God mm. because baby, 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 oh, yeah, is singing Jesus be the center, right? What was Kanye's album? Was it Jesus is Lord or Jesus King? Jesus King. Mm. Jesus yes. King. Yeah. So, but then hopefully those same wait, people wait. don't then, sorry, sorry, just with Justin Bieber. No. <laughs> those same people don't then see Justin Bieber getting into a random fight with a random guy because the guy was asking for a picture or whatever, you know, because that's not you unswearing and cussing at him. Hopefully, that's I mean, don't see I that mean isn't the truth out here having having affairs and then doing doing the the truth truth is, yeah, and then we're apologizing not, for it, out stepping out of the limelight, doing the work, yeah. But let me go back to my point, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's say even if they saw. Justin doing all of that, getting in a fight, cussing and doing all of that, yeah? I think one thing that we do in Christian circles that is bad is that we only portray our holiness, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't allow people to see what the process of change looks like. Just because you give your life to Christ on Monday doesn't mean you stop swearing on Tuesday morning. And so we have to allow grace so that the people that do want to come in can see oh okay like if I don't change immediately and become Pastor Devon Franklin like I can still be accepted in the kingdom I think as well like going back to what you said babe about people moving people out of the side to be like oh we need this big voice the lights are necessary all the lights are necessary in it we have the sun and the moon we have the stars all the lights are important and so if it's like okay, this big voice is going to draw a crowd. Now we need the little voices that are now going to disciple and actually help and love on and walk through um, and walk with these people on an on a, on a individual level that that big voice can never do, right? Because mm. you can't reach them. They're there, but you're not going to be able to be like, oh, be my mentor, like pass them or whatever. And so... Hey, you want Justin Bieber to be your mentor? I mean, he can't, right? <laughs> so I just feel like as much as we can have um, our own personal gripes mm. about what is happening and how it's happening, I feel like God is using things for his good and his yeah. glory oh, in different true. ways. And just because we don't need it yeah. because we have a foundation and like, you know, we wrapped up, tied up, tangled up with Jesus. <laughs> like there are other people that the, the only introduction that they will have is because they loved Kanye when he was doing this and now they're like oh i'm gonna sit through an hour and 20 minute sunday service because i like the beat who knows what happened and do do you know what to to add to that it reminds me of two scriptures um i think it's in luke luke 9 when the disciples say to jesus oh we saw someone preaching um but they weren't of our party so we told them to stop and jesus said don't tell them to stop but um like if if they're preaching me they can't then deny me sort of thing um but also paul yeah, when he says paul. um yeah when people are I mean, doing I mean, it to even hurt him yeah he's not concerned with the gospel yeah. being he, preached. he's happy that the gospel is being preached and so yeah. those two almost remind me it's just like all right um yeah that it is it is greater exposure now they, and even paul says it some are doing it from evil intentions and blah 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 but he's just happy that christ is being preached um and that that is a that is a rare stance to take now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see many people taking that stance. And I think um, 
I think it's John MacArthur who says, uh, man's bare name dropping. Um, I know, I know, I don't know why. Um, but he says, he said that if um, you are more concerned about who is preaching or who is is saying the stuff, then your concern is your glory, not God's glory. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm. If you're more bogged down by who is sharing the message, then it isn't really God's glory that you're after. Mm. Um, but if it is God's glory, then you don't care who's preaching God, so long as God is being preached. Um, and so those those kind of come to mind. But I, I guess it, it's, I guess there's a twofold thing. Oh, it's multifaceted. It's like, where are you as an individual? How yeah. are people reading into this? How are, like, what are they taking and stuff? Um, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah. And to go back to Megan and Devon and this um, profile divorce, <clears throat> I think what it could do is open up conversations for local churches about how they can help people who are getting married to prevent divorce like because mm. often you know everyone turns up for your wedding day and says oh it was beautiful and then nobody checks in with you again mm. and you're just left to your own devices and it's like yeah we talk about how the divorce rate is the same in the churches in the world but what is being put in place for people that are getting married to enable them to build strong foundations that's not just oh you know if you put God at the center of and if you pray and if you do this you'll be all right um and there are young people who unfortunately have been married and divorced and are still in church what are we saying to them Mm. what is the message for them Mm. um and are we letting them speak I feel like it's really interesting to learn from people who have been divorced Mm -hmm. in church to learn lessons from what they have learned having to go in and come out of something they thought that was mm. going to last forever mm. um so yeah I think good can come out of it potentially yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that perspective mm. to me yeah um that good can come out of it mm. um yeah just before we round up who are your favorite Christian couples? Ain't got none. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do all that. <laughs> they're, they're Christian I couples I look say, up to. They're, they're, I was they're, about they're, to say me and my wife. It's <laughs> so disgusting. Come on. Yeah, they're, they're, they're couples I look up to and that you want to learn something from, but I don't do celebrities mm. and I don't do all that. Yeah. Yeah, no. And Robert, to answer your question, maturity looks like Christ. There you go. <laughs> we want practicalities. Mm. Don't don't mind him. Don't mind him. He means oh, I got the answer. <laughs> Why are you hating me? Because you're hating. Because if you came up with that answer, you'd be gloating. I would be. And that's why I know inside people gloating right now. You're hating. Yeah? You're hating. <laughs> Bobby's a hater. <laughs> anyway, yeah. should we do hookups? Yeah, let's do hookups. Okay, ladies first. So Gems, I think you should go first. Um, you already dropped your seat. I did. Didn't you can drop it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, um, what I think that was really good. So obviously, if you want to listen to me talk about Jesus being a feminist, then you can check out. City I'm, I'm going to check it out, even if just to debunk it. 
Aku just to debunk. What? It's a well researched. No, I think you should should you go go listen to it and come back and tell me what the Lord revealed to you. Okay, um, but my other uh, hookup is a podcast, um, Willow Creek Weekend Podcast. That's on Spotify, but probably in other places. Um. It's just the Touches podcast. I just really enjoy it. So, and they're not to be long. They're like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Um, so yeah, check that so out. So, what's the code yeah. again? Willow Creek. Willow Creek Weekend Podcast. Thank you. I just realised the visuals for this is going to be a mad one because there's going to be six hookups. Oh yeah, just three colors. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just yeah. Slides. And then, sorry, um, James, your 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 talk Jesus of feminists. Well, where can we find it? Cityhill.london. Nice. Cityhill.london. See. Mo? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's ladies first. Ladies yeah, yeah, that's first. just to you. Yeah. Oh, apologies. And you I thought, thought, thought we were couples. But no, yeah, I said ladies first. Oh, oh, ladies. Easy, easy. They're, they're they're ladies. Division. easy. You know, like that, fam. What God I gave a simple instruction, bro. He decided bro, just, not to don't don't get gas just because your wife said we said. Don't mind him, guys. He's pregnant. What do you mean? I stay gas. <laughs> I stay gas. Mm-hmm. I live off my own gas. <laughs> I'm self actually self actuated. Like self. It's okay. What's the word? Don't worry about it. Self <laughs> actuated. No, it's not actuated. It's okay. Actuating. Anita, please your hook up, um, my dear. My hookup is, um, I got this book from Amazon for Zara. It's called uh, Magic Water Book. I don't know if anyone, uh, it's from, I just ordered, I don't know who who published it or anything. It just says made in China. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, it's quite good because it's, um, it's like a water painting book where kids can, you can put water in this pen. It's not like, um, so kids can make a mess of it and then they just paint paint it with the water Ooh. pen. Ooh, I, like that. I don't know if I can show you. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, right, okay. right. It comes, yeah, it, it shows what's on the yeah, page. And it dries out and it wipes it off yeah. as it dries out. So mess free fun for everyone. Yeah. No, I love that. Mess free fun for everyone. Yes, cool. it's magic water book. It's my cup. Over to you, Andrea. Yeah, over to you, Andrea. Andrea, I like the sound of that. Come on. (laughs) Um, my hookup. So I've been listening to John MacArthur, um, in the last week, and um, I've I've never actually listened to him before. Like Mm. I've listened to clips of him, and I just found him too serious. But that was years ago. And I wasn't taking Christianity serious. Um, but um, I do, yeah, I do like some of the messages that I've listened to so far. And there was one message that he spoke on finding the narrow way. Because me and Bobby did like a study, we wanted to do a study on what does it actually mean to walk the narrow path that Jesus says is you know (laughs) narrow and difficult Mm. um and John MacArthur does a nice teaching on it um and he does a nice teaching on 
the gospel as well. I know maybe not everybody, like everyone listens to different preachers, but I definitely recommend um, like listening to some of his stuff. Well, the find the narrow, finding the narrow path and then the introduction to the gospel. Those were good messages. Ooh. It's a pretty listen to him when it comes to the gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't listen to him to that because I think he's a cessationist, actually. He is, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just strange to me. But... If you don't want it, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moses, you're up. Uh, so I actually had two, but I forgot which one it was, and I know Robert's going to be happy about that. But the um, the one that I would I'm going to hook up is a podcast called Human Resources. Um, mm. I'll read the description: um, a new series from Broccoli Productions exploring the true story of British involvement in the transatlantic slave trade and how it touches every part of the nation um so yeah it's literally just going through um british colonial history and the slave trade and how like yeah profited from it and them things there um this is an interesting listen thus far so that's that's the hook up that's cool. dark man human resources um, when you yo. say it and you say it like that that's dark <laughs> cool wow. um my hookup will be the new bible projects app so bible projects are a a group that do like really good um animations describing biblical topics and they've released an app and it's uh, really good especially now because they're doing this new sort of reading um plan thing where they're going through movements of the bible so they're looking at it in context but looking at a particular theme across different um, narratives within the word and it's, it's really informative and I, I would um, somewhat like John MacArthur I'd say be very uh, prayerful in listening because they can tend to be very intellectual and I think to some extent almost lose some of the spiritual value of what's being read but that said they are really good really really good really well educated or well researched um, and not 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 all that's you know anti-spiritual so they're they're a good thing and then yeah the app sort of guides you through it i'm doing it this year so um yeah bible project app uh give give that give that a check out well thank you cool uh my hookup is to check out a composer frederick chopin he's yeah he was a polish romantic era um composer and yeah he's one of my favorite artists uh, check out his preludes and etudes that he did etudes, etudes i think that's french yeah where he's, he's basically done like a different piece in every key major or minor key on the piano because he's brilliant he's amazing but yeah so check him out frederick chopin the frederick chopin because cool. i'm cold to that yeah yeah come on Wives of the Furnace, we thank you so much for coming down. Facts. It was our pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I hope this will be a more regular occurrence. 
hopefully you, you can come back around Valentine's Day to give reviews of how we did. We should do one without you guys. Yeah, you should. Isn't it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Do you know what? Do you know what? When when we said um Briars of the Furnace, I thought that was what it's gonna be. Oh, just the ladies. Ooh. Just the ladies. Oh, we should I do that next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I'll set up and then go and sleep. And you guys can talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, just saying February is International Women's Month, so you can get something popping for them. Isn't it much? Ooh. I think it might be March. Sure, you know? At least he tried. At least he tried. Like, let's celebrate. <laughs> let's celebrate. I tried to celebrate you queens. Man. Wow, you should <laughs> celebrate your attempt. You know what? Mm-hmm. Every month is International Women's Month. Amen. Nice month. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, World Women's Month is every month. Come on, the World Women's Year. That's Amen. that's the yes. you know like one of them man that is like we don't celebrate Christmas on the twenty fifth every day. Christmas every <laughs> Robert, Robert, take us on a minute. Oh. Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Have a turn for the ordinary amazing logo. Oh, yeah. Twitter, Alephans UK, <laughs> Instagram, TBS Furnace. Come on. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash blacksons apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, that's just fun. It's with an apostrophe. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Come on. Wives, once again, thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you mm. for being amazing mm. husbands. Yeah, we appreciate hey. you. Come on. We appreciate hey. you. We appreciate Come on. Big up the furnace. Big up the furnace. You give us the fire. You give us the fire. Yeah, give you fire passion. today. <laughs> Burns. Come on. Burning passion. Come on. <laughs> Let me, let me stop hey, this before hey, it gets there. Uh... <laughs>